What is going on, Abstract Sports Nation? Welcome to episode 56 of the Abstract Sports Podcast, where we bring sports back to life by looking at the game from fresh perspectives uh, and also abstract angles. Uh, we're coming at you live on Facebook, as always. Uh, before we get started with the actual content of the episode, I want to let you guys know that I've started a little poll on the Facebook page, on the Instagram story, and on Twitter. So wherever you follow us on those three channels, please just go and vote on the question we have for you. We're trying to figure out how we how you guys like to take in your abstract sports content so that we can streamline the way we do things and put out one good quality episode a week. Um, as you probably know, if you follow this podcast or this Facebook show or the page or whatever it is, you probably know that we have a pretty complicated way of putting our content out there. Currently, we do a Facebook live show, then we, we uh, do some post-production, put up a video on YouTube of the same Facebook live episode, just trimmed up a little bit. And then we also put up an audio version on anchor.fm, which then distributes it to iTunes and other third-party platforms like that. Um, so we're trying to cover all of our bases as much as possible. And uh, if you guys mostly take it in from one particular channel, then we want to focus on that channel cater to that channel and do the best we can to put out great content as far as the farm formats allow us over in that area. So please go uh, leave a reply or whatever the instructions say on your particular platform, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Please let us know which way you like to take in your content for Abstract Sports, and we will be sure to give you the best content that we can uh, given our format for our episodes and everything like that. So without further ado, let's get episode 56 under the way underway <laughs> and uh, it's going to be a good one it might be a little bit short but it's packed full of great content for you guys so let's do it let me get the oh where, where is it oh all right so to start i want to talk about a little bit of basketball stuff this it's it's not in the, the basketball section or segment of the show today, but it's a little bit separate. Uh, and just so you know, because I heard some people screaming outside, uh, there is some extra festivities going on. I think I've told you guys several times that there's Wednesday stuff that goes on downtown where I work and where I do the podcast from. And there's usually some faint muffled sound. I don't think it comes through in the microphone, but there's this thing called the War Bonnet Roundup here in Idaho Falls where... It's, it's like a 107 or 108-year-old rodeo that's been going on here for 107 or 8 years. And uh, they have extra festivities when that comes to town. So there's like this whole side, of, like outside my window right here, there's just a whole bunch of setup, like barbecues, people drinking beer and playing some, some lawn games and stuff. The streets are blocked off. So if you hear some strange sounds in the background, just know that's where it's coming from. It's not from somewhere else. Uh <laughs> But again, I want to talk about something that's basketball related, but it's also sort of content related to the abstract sports thing and, and also the way I do things in my in my personal life. Uh, that sounds that sounds way more weird than it's going to be. But I had this idea a long time ago, actually, where for the for the the YouTube channel, I wanted to go around to different basketball courts here in my hometown and do little vlogs about the different courts and and different memories I had there and like what point I, I'd. Uh, in my game, I wasn't developing certain skills and, and how old I was at this certain place. And I thought that would be a cool idea, but 
Um, I kind of forgot about it. It's, I still have the task set, sort of set up um, somewhere on the internet, like on the cloud. I have a task list that tells me all the all the ideas I have and and being and wanting to conquer them all. Um, and just recently, the weather's been really nice, and I've been wanting to get back in shape a little bit. So I wanted to go play some basketball outside somewhere. And I had this really cool idea because, like, I was thinking, like, where should I go? Where have I played basketball outdoors before? that had a really nice hoop or like, where would I want to play? Like what area of town do I want to play in? You know? And I started thinking to myself, like that would be a really cool resource for people to have. Um, I know there are apps out there for something like this. There's one called hoop maps. It's only an, uh, only an iOS app, but you can search for where some outdoor basketball courts are and they have some information about what kind of amenities they have and whatnot. And so I, it was it was a bummer that they don't have it for Android because I'm now an Android user. Uh, no hate on no hate on Apple. I still love Apple, but I made the switch and I still I love it. That that's just besides the point though. <laughs> it's just a bummer that they don't have the Android app, so I can't look for that information in my area. But there's also a whole bunch of other apps out there that have that information in one way or another. But I kind of want to do my own like. I, whenever I search for certain parks or certain basketball courts here in my hometown, there are like, there are very few results that show up, uh, on Google. Like basically the main results I get are from the city talking about the park that the basketball hoop or the basketball court exists in. So if I type in like Highland park basketball court, it's a really cool basketball court here in town. Uh, it's near Melaleuca field where the, the Idaho falls chuckers play the, minor league affiliate of the Kansas city Royals. And it's not a very big park. I mean, it's, it's in an interesting part of town where there's like some, some low end parts of town and some nicer parts of town sort of surrounding this park. So a lot of diversity in, as far as that goes, it's a really cool basketball court though. That's got like four hoops. So basically two full courts It even has lines painted to some extent. Um, it's a little bit overgrown in some areas like weeds kind of taking over, but the hoops are really nice, and if they all had nets, I feel like it could be it could be a really really cool place for like a three on three tournament. You know, you got four hoops, you only need a half court for a three on three game. Get four games going at once, put a bracket together, and boom, you, you're in business, man. And so, I had this idea. Uh, I'm going to. I've been trying to go to a different place to play outdoor basketball, a different place every day, and like taking pictures of all the different amenities that surround the court, like. You know, how busy does it get there? Uh, what's the lighting situation like? Are there out? Are there like night lights so you can play in the dark? Uh, what's the shade like if there's a lot of sun? Um, are there bathrooms available on site? Um, what kind of stores are around so you can go buy Gatorade and snacks? Like, you know, things like that. Things that people want to know. Is there parking? Um, and so I'm going to start putting together some pages somehow, some way. I don't know what it's going to look like exactly. Like, it could be a bunch of pages on abstractsports.com or if it has enough value, I might even set up a whole new domain for it. Call it like where to hoop in Idaho Falls, you know, something that is where it's, this is the place where you go for basketball court information, you know, for the, a certain town. And maybe it kind of grows into other towns and stuff like that. But either way, it's a concept that I have and I'm going to continue to refine it and make it better. But until I land on a real idea of what I want to do, I'm going to keep going to basketball courts and taking pictures and documenting the different values and features that they each have. And eventually I'll put it up on the internet for everybody to see. And one day I would love to do this thing where I can like, 
like start this program where different different companies can sponsor a basketball court where like you know say abstract sports sponsored the highland park basketball courts and by uh basically paying paying to put up new nets on the hoops keeping the court clean through volunteer work and getting the lines painted stuff like that um we get to put our logo on the court for example so you get to you sponsor it by keeping it clean keeping it organized and and you know uh which also may bring in traffic get kids outside to play some sports rather than sit inside and play 2k <laughs> um but also your company gets a little bit of of airtime for putting in that work in your own time so really cool idea i have and eventually i would love to put on some three-on-three tournaments under the abstract sports brand and help this thing grow um that's one thing idaho falls doesn't really have it doesn't really have a big basketball scene you know there's city leagues and like rec leagues and stuff like that but most times you have to have a membership to play in those these it's like you sign up for a team you pay the fees get some free some awesome swag and be a part of the community you know so um those are just some big goals in mind the the smaller project is just documenting the hoops and the courts and all that and eventually moving into doing some tournaments down the road so i want to do one this summer i might try to get one organized so if you're in the idaho falls area stay tuned uh definitely follow us on facebook and twitter and instagram snapchat any of those things you never know where we're going to be announcing these things so just look for abstract sports on your favorite outlet and we'll get you some information about that when it comes up. And so that was just one quick thing I wanted to start out today's episode with. Uh, the first thing I really want to talk about, though, it's it's kind of football related. So let's get this underway here. So I saw on the news, and I saw I saw and heard this in the news uh, maybe a couple weeks ago, I think, where. John Gruden came out just blatantly ignoring uh, like data analysis in sports or in football. I feel like his his theory or his philosophy carries over into different sports as well. But basically, he's not a big fan of looking at numbers to determine what you should do with certain players and what your playbook should look like. Um, he doesn't like numbers intruding on his old school ways of coaching football. Um, and if like this blog, part of the foundation of it is that uh, we are more than just a label. We're more than just numbers on a stat board uh, or a stat sheet. There are there are other aspects to the game that have a lot of value. And I think that's sort of the old school way that John Gruden likes to coach. Is he looks he looks at uh, how a guy excelled in one certain area, not necessarily at numbers, but he saw like how hard he worked coming off the left side compared to the right. And he sticks them in that situation. But there's obviously, there's probably data that backs all of this stuff up. Uh, but he'd rather just do it on his own, figure it out on his own, have it be organic rather than forced with numbers. And <coughs> like, I can, I, I can kind of understand where he's coming from. But when numbers have been, they've been collected for years on end now. I mean, I don't know when the data boom happened or when, when people decided that data was going to be such a big deal. But it honestly wasn't all that long ago. And you start looking at like, you know, players who like go up against a certain defense, like certain players against a certain defense, this play works better than others, or this type of offense works better than others, whether it's a running or a passing. Um, and like it kind of makes me think of like Kobe's Kobe's mental inventory on players when he would watch film. He'd be like, okay, I'm studying LeBron. I know that he likes to dribble twice 
with his left hand and then turn to his right one time and then cut in. And, like, he knows the moves ahead of time, and so he just, like, cuts him off and he prevents him from getting in the lane. And that's, like, Kobe's mental inventory. It's not something that they probably track. It's just something Kobe notes of. And John Gruden likes to do it that way. He'd rather, like, keep tallies on all these players on tendencies rather than numbers um, over time. And, obviously, the numbers probably come, like, are more, like, measurable things. So things like tendencies for players and how to guard them. Um, or how to play against certain teams that's not necessarily numbers that's just strategy so I think he's more of a strategy guy he doesn't anytime that numbers get brought up he's like I don't trust you get out of here like why are you getting paid (laughs) why are you on the payroll Um, and so I can kind of see both sides of that story Um, I'm kind of I mean I'm obviously a fan of the intangible aspects of the game but I think those are the things that also make us better humans and better people Uh, They teach us life skills, uh, but there are also other things that are probably worth looking at when it comes to the numbers. Like, I mean, there's, there is value there literally and metaphorically and and figuratively and all those other things. So that's just sort of my two cents on the John Gruden situation. I definitely have a lot of respect for the guy. I mean, he, he helped coach the Raiders to a Super Bowl championship. No way. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold the phone. Let's get out the Google police. I need to, I need to really get an animation together for that. Like Google police. And it's like a Google logo with a badge. Like whenever somebody needs to get fact checked, have that come up on the screen, man, I really need to get that going. Drawn, drawn Grodin. I said that really terribly. Uh, let's see. Um, I don't think he did win a championship. He was with the bucks when they played the Raiders and they got destroyed. Uh, Oh, no, he was Super Bowl champion, 37. Super Bowl 37. That would have been against, let's see. We'll shoot. Championship. Let's see here. Seasons. Super Bowl champions with Tampa Bay. Okay, so he was with Tampa Bay, and they destroyed the Raiders. That's what it was. I get it confused because at that time I was a Raiders fan. And after that Super Bowl, I pretty much gave up on football. I was like, you know, I was like 12 years old, but I'm like, man, every, every, every time I switched my favorite teams to go with my favorite players, I believe that was when Jerry Rice played for the Raiders late in his career. So I'm like, I'm going to be a Raiders fan. Then they got pooped on by the Buccaneers. And so I was like, you know what? This is dumb. And so now I'm just a players guy and I don't get hooked up on or hung up on being a fan of a certain team. (laughs) So I, I rep players, not teams in football. I have a lot of respect for John Gruden, but I think you should probably listen to the professionals that the team has hired in his time since he's been an announcer. Uh, things have changed a little bit. He should probably get with the ways. It's not there for just some stupid reason. It's there because it's proven to work. Uh, Perry on Facebook says, What is going on in good old Idaho Falls? Um, I'm not sure if your comments are coming through on time or not, but I, I've been scrolling and checking them. Uh, he also says, man, I'm so ready for fantasy football this year. Ooh, that's another thing we can talk about just a little bit. Um, I did find out recently that in my fantasy football league, we will be doing a random draft order. So that this is how we did it last year. It was the first year of our league. Uh, we did a random draft order. So all the names in a hat basically, and it spits out the team who goes first, second, third through 10th. And I think we have 10 teams, 10 or 12. Might be 12. 
but it spits out the order for us and then it goes snake draft from there. Uh, we're doing the same this year. So second year, sometimes you'll have the la- the team who got last pick first and the team who got first pick last. Um, but sometimes it's nice to just keep it random. Let the computer system tell it what to do. Um, but I, I have read some things before where they say that random isn't really random. You know, like this, uh, maybe the randomizer on ESPN Fantasy Football Leagues takes into account who took last and who took first, and then it spits out an algorithm that's like, this person's going to go first because it's going to give this person a better chance. Uh, you know, there's, there's like random, it's seemingly random, but there's got to be an algorithm in place that tells it to do that. So if you pick it all apart, you can probably find out what the order would be. It's, it's kind of a, an up there idea. It's very philosophical and would take a lot of work to figure that out. But let's just say it's random <laughs> just for the sake of ease. But last year, uh, I, I took last and like, I don't, I honestly don't want the first pick. I would rather that it is random because I had the first pick. I took David Johnson and he gets season ending injury. And like my season was crap from the get go. So, um, and I mean, I'm not saying like, you know, I, I think David Johnson's a, he seems to be a solid dude. I don't know if he's got any bad raps about him, but, um, you know, it, I'm just saying, like, as far as the game goes, I'm not mad at David Johnson for getting hurt. That happens. That's just the game. It just affected my fantasy game, and it was a little frustrating. But I can't get mad at David Johnson. So if you if you have a player on your team who gets injured, don't get mad at them. Shit happens. <laughs> Move on with your life. Jeez. <laughs> um, but that's pretty much all I've got for football. Uh, Perry, I wish you the best of luck uh, whenever your draft is. Mine's coming up uh, about three weeks from now. August 24th was the day that we talked about it. So I uh, wish you the best of luck and all of you other fantasy football players out there. It should be a good season. A lot of exciting storylines. Um, really excited. Uh, Perry on Facebook says, I lost my first four picks last year and got second place with Josh McCown as my quarterback. Wow. That is impressive. You must have been on the waiver wire like like a hawk, like picking up everybody who's hot, dropping everybody who's cold. Like, man, that's that's pretty good. So uh, I'm proud of you. Proud of you. Um, I definitely was not as resourceful. I was not as good at, at uh, rolling with the punches as you were, apparently. <laughs> but that pretty much does it for my football segment. The next segment is also basketball-related, but um, it's more of a, a – a segment separate from what I had talked about before. So I wanted to keep it separate. So let's talk about some basketball. So the big news in basketball, the last couple days, actually yesterday was that LeBron James opened his first school. It's called the I promise school in Akron, Ohio. Um, basically his inspiration behind opening this school was that he knows what it's like to be a kid growing up in, in the inner city of Akron, Ohio. There's a lot of at-risk kids and families. The community is not very safe. And he knows the type of stuff you can get into if you don't have the right kind of guidance. Um, he, always, he kept on recalling how he, he remembers riding his bike through the city and, and just kind of seeing like the guns and the violence that would happen and uh, his friends getting sucked into different uh, you know, bad life paths. And if it wasn't for basketball and sports in general, he would not have gotten out of it. Um, and, uh, 
you know, it's it's a really interesting and kind of ironic situation where it it takes a a, a poor upbringing or um, it takes a hardship like that, like some you know trials and tribulations for somebody who becomes successful to want to do something like this and give back to the community. So it's almost like when they started, they were really poor and they had a bad time. They come up into real life and they're big and they're famous. And then they put their focus back on that situation that they were in kind of causing some self-reflection. Like how was it for me when I grew up? What did I wish I had? Uh, What could have made my situation better? And so LeBron has been actively picking kids in the community uh, from his hometown to be in his school. Um, I believe there are 200 plus students, like 230 to 280. I don't remember what the number was, but somewhere in that range. And the it's basically uh, first through third grade, something like that. And they plan to expand from third through eighth. Uh, so going from first to eighth grade um, in a, you know, with some kind of game plan over X amount of years, let's grow this many students. Um, but it's really, it's really cool for him to be doing this for his community. I know like one of the first articles I posted on abstract sports was about LeBron and his impact on educating the youth in his hometown. And I'm actually going to go find it. I posted it in the sports platform category because, um, this is actually one of those stories that made me want to start a blog like this because, um, sports have a lot more of an impact on people than just, entertainment and and so this this story that came out this week is really it really hits some notes with the foundation of abstract sports and so i want to touch this touch on this again really quick i'm going to share this article um i believe it has a video it looks like it's not loading that sucks there should be a video there but it's gone man they must have took it down here, let me see if I can open this up in a new tab. I need to find out if I can. Oh, it's gone? Well, that sucks. Well, anyways, I'm going to share this article with you. This video that was supposed to be in the article had a lot of great information on what he's been doing to educate the youth. Uh, you'll notice a video is missing on there. Uh, hey, look, it's me. <laughs> My face just popped up on the screen in the comments. That's great. Um, but there's. I wish the video was there, but... Early on when in the abstract sports uh, baby days, I mean, we're still kind of in the infancy stages, honestly, in the grand scheme of things. But I posted this back on September 9th of 2016. Uh, this was back before I even had this custom site that everything goes on. It was on a WordPress site. and It was ugly and gross. I don't think I, I launched. I launched the new site on November 1st. So this was literally like the second article that I posted um, next to Colin Kaepernick taking a stand for civil rights. Um, and that's a topic for another day. We've touched on that quite a bit, but the cool thing about LeBron giving back to his community like this is that he knows what it's like. He's been in their shoes before, and he wants to give these kids some inspiration, somebody to look up to with guidance who can help them get out of a bad situation in their life. And get out of a situation that they didn't could, had no control in getting into. You know what I mean? Like they were born into this situation. And so here is what, I mean, when I say he, they were born into this situation, LeBron also has a, some solutions in place to help their parents because that's part of the reason why these kids are having a bad time growing up um, is just the situation their parents are in. And so he gives some support to the parents as well. 
So let me just list off the things that these students get for going to this school. Essentially, the way I understand it is LeBron was in actively active in the community, finding kids who needed help getting to school and, and getting an education to give them a better life, as well as their parents. So he knows these people personally, and he plans to grow this over time. Obviously, he has people working for him, um, probably like recruiting students to go to the school. And when I say recruiting, I mean they're looking for kids who need help and and their families as well and you know kids who have potential to come out of this hole uh, through education with their parents alongside them in this program so here is what a student and their family would get if they were enrolled in this school they get free tuition free uniforms free bicycle and helmet free transportation within two miles free breakfast lunch and snacks food pantry for families, GEDs and job placement services for parents, and guaranteed tuition to the University of Akron for every student who graduates. I'm just going to wait a second to let that sink in. <laughs> this is all LeBron. This is all the LeBron Family Foundation that's putting this together. I mean, free tuition, you know, for a, an elementary school, but still a private school. That's a pretty big deal, especially in the inner city of Akron, Ohio. Free tuition is awesome. Like where I grew up here in Idaho Falls, like registration for classes was like nothing. It was still a chunk of cash, but it wasn't that much. I mean, it's not a private. It's, it was a public school. It wasn't private. Private's like usually for profit. But this, you know, obviously it's, it's set up by his foundation. So he's not making money off this. It goes straight into the foundation, which then puts the money back into the system to improve upon it and be able to expand and, and house up to eighth, eight, eighth grade students in the coming years. But free uniforms. So not only is he, uh, you know, paying for the, like, you know, help, letting these kids go to school for free in this awesome facility, like this state-of-the-art facility is for a learning facility, but he's giving them uniforms. So not he's teaching them what it, like, He's sort of like taking them under the wing and giving them the confidence to be kids and do what you do when you're a kid. But he's also teaching them discipline and, and, uh, oh, what's the word? Like, he's teaching them good community values by having them wear uniforms. You know, when you go to school every day, you have to make sure you're wearing your uniform. If you're not, you're probably going to get told otherwise. You need to wear your uniform. This is, this is how we do things. So it kind of teaches them that structure and, and how to follow rules and be a part of society uh, in a very special way, I guess is how I'll put that. And the next thing is like free bicycle and helmet. Dude, I mean, when I was a kid growing up, like my bike was my main form of transportation. My mom didn't want to take me all over the neighborhood to see my friends. I, I rode it around all over the place. I was lucky enough to live up, live in a safe enough area that I wasn't at risk by riding my bike around other than, you know, cars driving around. I had to be safe about that on my own. Um, but he also gives them a helmet. I never wore a helmet when I, when I rode a bike growing up. So he's teaching them how to be safe, how to be responsible. And he's also giving them a mode of transportation to get from point A to point B. And a bike is also a good way to get exercise. So he's getting them active, giving them a mode, a, a, a personal mode of transportation. Um, very good thing to have when you're a kid. I mean, especially when you're a kid, bikes are awesome. And then here's, the, here's where the crazy stuff starts kicking in, like free transportation within two miles. 
one of the big things is that LeBron missed like 80 days of school in like fourth grade. And there's only 180 days in the school year. So he missed that many days because his mom couldn't afford to take to get him to school in the inner city where he was enrolled. And there was no other school that they could afford to go to. And so they, they, he just literally, he couldn't go to school until he could find a way. And in fourth grade, in such a, a point in your life where you are you're missing out on the de- on developmental stages, every day is pretty critical. I mean, sure, 80 days doesn't seem like a lot, but when you're little, those days go a long way. I mean, he missed half of a grade, basically. And like that's a lot of development time with your peers and knowing how to be a person. So um, he wanted to try and prevent that by letting people who are within the city close enough, they will provide public transportation. I'm not sure what that looks like. Probably some sort of bus system, but um, huge. That's huge, man. Like kids who don't want to ride their bike, who, who can't ride their bikes to school in the city. They're too young. They need a ride, man. They, they can't just ride their bike through the city. That's just not, not safe, and that's not okay. I feel like everybody would understand that. And then to help take care of the kids even more during the day, they get free breakfast, free breakfast, lunch, and snacks. And when I, where I grew up, I'm just like comparing it to my life because it's different everywhere. And, um, this kind of gives it a little more perspective for our, like the, the Idaho people, but there's basically this thing called hot lunch and cold lunch. And if your family couldn't afford to, uh, to have the school provide, then you bring your own lunch or, or something like that. Um, I don't really know how the whole thing works, but having food provided to you, like there are families who can't afford to send their kids with a lunch every day. They just kind of assume they get fed or they assume that teachers will take care of them. Well, LeBron is like telling them LeBron and his foundation. They're telling them we got you during the day. We've got your kids free breakfast, lunch, and snacks. So somebody gets fussy, give them some fruit snacks, you know? (laughs) Um, and that's good too. Keeping some food in their bellies. It keeps them happy and, and productive because they're not going on an empty stomach. Uh, but then they have a food pantry for families, and I'm not sure exactly what that means. I'm, I'm assuming it means they can store food at the school uh, for their kids to have for lunch. So it's like if the kids don't want something on the menu, they can have a special food for their kid, uh, something like that, I would imagine. But then you go on, and it's like GEDs and job placement services for parents. This is where it gets big. Like these kids are, like I was saying, these kids are in these situations because of the um, – probably unfortunate circumstances their parents are in not being able to afford to take them to school, uh, get them to school and then take on the responsibility, uh, you know, take time out of their day to help their kid with their homework and help them grow, um, help teach them the part that they need to learn from home. And so LeBron is sort of taking that hit to be his own responsibility and helping the parents get GED so they can rise up the food chain in society and try to get better jobs. Um, and teach themselves more responsibility so that they can take on more than they think they could. Um, and I'm just kind of free freestyling right now, but helping with job placement services. So like you help them get a GED. That's one big requirement for a lot of jobs. And then he helps them look for jobs that fit their requirements as far as schedule, their skill set, and all that. That's really cool. And it also... So he's teaching the parents how to live their lives a little bit better too. And it can help those parents teach their kids that when they get to that point and they graduate. But that's the last thing. If they graduate from this school, they're guaranteed tuition to the University of Akron for every student who graduates. 
Not only is that awesome for the kids to get to go to school for free, I wish I had that privilege, but obviously I, he's doing this for inner city kids who are at risk. So guaranteed tuition, that's a lot of money that he's putting up right there. And obviously there are ways down the road. He's starting out with like first through whatever grade, you know, first through third grade or something. So 15 years down the road, I guarantee like right now he has the money to put 200 kids through school full tuition. I, I have a... I just know just on his contract and and what he's done in his career and how much more money he's going to make over the next four or five years that he can afford that right now. But planning to grow to an eighth, uh, first through eighth grade school, that's a lot of kids eventually. You know, you start pushing out um, like 200 kids a year, that adds up quick. But obviously he's got a ton of money in his foundation. He's made so much money. He's got investments all over the place, money everywhere. So this isn't going to be a problem. And I think other people are going to help him out if they need it. But guaranteed tuition is awesome for the kids. It's awesome for the parents because they don't have to foot that bill. They, they don't have to try to find financial aid to get them through school. It helps the kid find something they're passionate about, find, find a way to take LeBron's guidance to find something they love to do and pursue it with, with, uh, a great work ethic and a sense of responsibility, all the things that they learned through school and in life up to that point. Um, but then that's also great for the city of Akron because he's helping put kids through college. So, you know, he's paying their tuition, sending them to a local school in the state um, where it's probably cheaper. Anyway, you go out of state around there, it's going to be really expensive, but he's just doing so much good on so many different levels from, uh, from kids and education to their parents and, and the people that are connected to them and their lifestyle uh, to the community and setting a great example of what it means to be a good human being and just to society in general. But then for the city of Akron, like, and this reflects on his legacy as well. I, I think when he made the decision to go to LA, he had other things in mind. Like, sure, he's going to move to LA and he's going to play for the Lakers, but it is a big market team and he can get huge endorsements. He can make a ton of money off Jersey sales he can take a lot of this money and put it right back into his foundation to help fuel it for years to come. And he's got four more years to build up this revenue. Um, the thing that I don't understand, I, st I still don't get it. Like I want to get a bunch of LeBron haters in a room and tell have them tell me, what do you not like about this guy? People will find a way to hate this man, which still astounds me when he goes and does something like this. Um, one guy said that like, Oh, his name and face is plastered everywhere. He's like putting himself on a pedestal on the likes of Dr. King. And it's like, no, it is his school. It's the LeBron Foundation, I Promise School in Akron, Ohio. Like he is the inspiration to these kids and their parents and the community. He is the reason that this school even exists. And so he's putting his face there to be like, listen to my story. Here's why this school exists. Now go and conquer shit. Like it, it just like speaks to the roots of where this whole thing started. It was his youth. And so why wouldn't he be on the wall telling a story, you know, like a picture of him with some quotes and stuff. It just makes sense. And he's pulling inspiration from the people who drove him to get to that point. Like Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Pictures of him with quotes on the wall. Those things inspired him. LeBron is doing a similar thing for these kids and he's not like, people say he's not being humble about it. It's like, well, he's connecting his story to the stories that inspired him. And I think that it helps students connect the dots on where he fits on that spectrum and how important it means 
to fulfill his promise and to help them fulfill their promise to be successful and, and achieve greatness in their life. Um, and so I, I just, I don't get why, where that's even a, an issue. I did see somebody find this old tweet. Uh, some lady put out that was like, I can't believe LeBron said that about himself. Just, would you just shut up and dribble? It's like one of those instances, like, congratulations, you won a championship, whatever. Now go build a school. Essentially saying like, now tell me how hard it is. How hard is your life to play basketball, win a championship? What, what good are you doing? It's like, well, there's a lot. And the, but then she's like, go build a school. And here we are today. He built a school. And like, it was really cool actually seeing his reaction and, and watching, listening to all of his interviews with people because he was lost for words and he admitted it. He was like, it's, it's okay for me to be lost for words right now. And I'm saying that because I've never been in this situation, being able to start my own school. I know how much of an impact it has and I just can't wait to see it get started and see what kind of, see the real results of it and try to build upon it. So like he is being such a human about everything. He's like, whoa, this is unfamiliar territory. My money went to this and I'm happy it did, but it's going to be a learning experience and he's ready for the ride. So, um, regardless of what you think of him as a basketball player, this is an ultimate good guy move and it's not political. It's none of that. It's his own money. Like he might be taking donations from people, but that's all going to the community of Akron, Ohio and helping bring the kids up to a better life and lead to then when they graduate, they go on to become parents. They can teach these same values and principles to their kids and understand how to keep them out of a situation that, that they were pulled out of thanks to LeBron and his foundation. So how can you hate it? LeBron haters, please at me. Find me on Twitter, at KyleClay2K, on Instagram. Send me a DM. Message me on Facebook. Whatever it is, man. Like, I just want to know why you hate the guy. Like You say it's because of how he goes about his things off the court. How? What? Is it because he wears two different colored shoes on the court? Or is it because the shoes say equality on them and he's promoting something with his sports platform? Man, that's all I got for you guys today. Really thick topics today. Awesome things going on with the Abstract Sports brand, and I cannot wait to keep growing this thing. I am more, I'm just as motivated as ever at episode 56. Uh, next week's episode marks the, would be the one year in weeks, <laughs> I believe. <laughs> um, how many weeks in a year? How many weeks in a year? 52. Oh, we already passed it. Well, well there you go. <laughs> I don't know these things, man. I have Google for that. Uh, but anyway, 57 episode coming up next week. I'm, I got a lot of awesome things stored. I got a lot of tasks I need to conquer and make everything better for you guys. But whatever you do, make sure you go and vote. On Facebook, I've pinned a post to the top of the Abstract Sports page. Go to facebook.com slash abstractsports and uh, place your vote on how you like to take in your content for the Abstract Sports podcast, whether it's Facebook Live Video, YouTube, or Anchor slash just audio podcast. Um, I'm very curious to understand what, uh, where you guys are coming from, where you're taking in the content. Um, you can also go to Twitter and make your vote there on Twitter. Um, also on Instagram, I put up a little snap in my story. Uh, just reply to the story at Abstract Sports with your response, and it'll just help me gauge how we should be driving our content to your ears and to your faces 
and uh, make sure we're getting it to you the most efficient and effective way that that we can. Um, so on that note, please go follow and subscribe and like our pages. Go to facebook.com slash abstract sports, twitter.com slash abstract sports. Find us on Instagram and Snapchat. Snapchat's kind of inactive, but that's okay. Eventually it'll be active. Um, like when we do tournaments and stuff and we're branding them, we're probably going to have our Snapchat story lit. Um, same with Instagram. So go find us on all your different outlets. You never know when we're going to blow up. And I, I, I just, I'm excited for all the work it's going to take to get there. I'm excited for the journey. Um, looking forward to giving back to my own community. Um, after being inspired by LeBron James and this school thing, I'm like, man, that's cool. And I don't want it for the notoriety. I want it for my community. So go out there, like all of our pages, get involved on the blog or start your own podcast. Just let me know. You can contact us at hello at abstractsports.com and uh, tweet at us, whatever. If you're interested in writing for the blog, let us know. Um, want to start your own podcast? We can help set you up with that. I can also help brand a podcast for you. We'll put it up under the abstract sports umbrella, kind of be like co-sponsored by, by abstract sports. We'll produce it for you. Um, and if you want to support the blog other, as other than a viewer, listener, or reader, go to abstractsports.com support. You can make a generous donation there to help us, uh, bring more awesome content to the people by keeping our website online. It's our hub where all of our content goes, where all of our hard work work is stored so please make a generous donation if you can or a dollar i don't care dollars are cool too cool too but that is everything for episode 56 i uh, look forward to talking to you guys again next wednesday until then i hope you have a good rest of your week have a great weekend and uh we'll see you then all right peace out guys